0: This is your classical break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we're celebrating Claude Debussy's birthday, born on this day in 1862, with his Prelude to the Afternoon of a Fawn, a wonderful piece, one of his biggest hits for orchestra and solo flute. The conductor and composer Pierre Boulez once said that, quote, Modern music awakens with the premiere of Prelude to the Afternoon of a Fawn, and I can't say he's wrong. Debussy's writing turns so much of the conventions of his day upside down, freeing music from the concepts of form and development in favor of a free-flowing, evocative expressiveness. This piece takes the listener and places them squarely in the middle of a mythical scene. It's based off a poem, The Afternoon of a Fawn, by one of Debussy's friends, the poet Stéphane Mallarmé. The prelude part of the title suggests it was originally meant as part of a larger piece, but for whatever reason, Debussy kept it as a standalone number. The fawn in question isn't a baby deer, that's F-A-W-N. It's one of those half-man, half-goat creatures from Greek and Roman mythology, F-A-U-N. They're earthly beings in every sense, roaming the forests and indulging themselves in the pleasures of music, love, and wine— This one has just woken up from his afternoon nap and dreamily stares at the nymphs and other creatures playing around him. It's a very sensuous scene, one that must have strongly appealed to Debussy. And he was very careful to note that he wasn't trying to directly translate the poem into music or provide some sort of extended narrative. He described his piece as a, quote, "...very free illustration of the poem." which gives us a great insight into his views on the role of music, especially music influenced by other arts and stories. Writing music based on a certain poem or story wasn't new. It's possibly the oldest kind of music we have. But in classical music, these pieces tended to have a structure. Listen back to the episodes on Mendelssohn's Scottish Symphony or the march from Sasson's Algerian suite, to get what I mean. They have a narrative thrust. Certain phrases mean certain things. The idea is to take a story and make it into a musical piece. This is more like film music or the illustrations in a book. It captures the mood of the story, filling out the details without being too literally a representation of that piece. The original poet was actually not too pleased that Debussy was making music from his work. He thought it just wouldn't translate well. But Debussy takes an entirely different approach. There are themes and motifs that pop up throughout, most strikingly the winding opening melody played by the solo flute before the rest of the orchestra comes in. But the focus is on the texture of the orchestra and the moods of the fawn. Debussy's not trying to tell a story, he's painting a picture. Some of Debussy's premieres didn't go so well, with critics, audiences, sometimes even the musicians themselves pushing back. But they loved this piece, with the audience demanding it be played in its entirety right then and there. And the poet, Mallarmé, who didn't like Debussy using his poem, well, he went to the premiere, and it completely changed his mind. He sent a note to the composer saying, quote, Your illustration of the afternoon of a fawn, which presents a dissonance with my text only by going much further. And ending with, quote, I press your hand admiringly, Debussy. Here's Fernand Dufresne on the flute and Constantin Silvestri, conducting the Orchestre National de la Radio Diffusion Television Francaise, with Debussy's prelude to the afternoon of a Faun. WC was a master of texture, and you can hear it there starting out with that solo flute and also fading away with that dreamy texture. It doesn't sound like the end so much as the dream drifts off. Thanks to the orchestra and soloists for putting that up on IMSLP.org, and thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we're celebrating another birthday, Moritz Moskovsky, with his first piano concerto. I'll see you then.